19 degrees Celsius, humidity 66%. News and weather, RTHK. Good morning and welcome to Back Chat. I'm Jenny Lamb and my co-presenter this morning is Janice Wong. Good morning, Janice. Good morning. So on today's programme, we'll be talking about recent power outages. The Electrical and Mechanical Services Department met with CLP Power on Monday and said that it's very concerned about two recent power supply incidents in Qingyi in the space of a week. CLP Power said preliminary findings show that damage to a cable termination point at its Ying Chow Street substation, where eyewitnesses report to hear an explosion on January the 1st. The power company later said a second fault occurred at the underground cable joint at On Mei House in Chang'an Estate, leading to a power cut for a short time there on Sunday. The incidents have prompted some lawmakers to call on the authorities to strengthen the existing penalty scheme, which focuses on major disruptions. So how rare is it for power outages to occur in Hong Kong in such a short space of time? And what are some of the possible causes and are calls for tougher penalties on power companies justified? And after 9.45 this morning, we'll be finding out more about the latest round of $100 dining vouchers. So let us know what you think. You can leave us a message on our Facebook page, email us at backchat at rthk.hk or call us on 233 Now, joining our discussion this morning, we have uh, William Yu, Chief Executive Officer of, uh, from World Green Organization. And uh, in a moment, we'll hopefully uh, be joined also by Michael Tian, a lawmaker uh, from the uh, New Territories Northwest uh, constituency. Um, first of all, good morning, uh, Dr. Yu. Hi, good morning. Thanks for joining us on the program. Um, so what do you think of these uh, latest incidents? Um... Yeah, definitely. I, I think um, most of us really want to know uh, is about the root cause of this uh, accident. And especially when you see uh, we have another uh, accident happened uh, not far away uh, from this one. And so we, we might need to uh, check whether these uh, uh, two accidents are interrelated or they are separate uh, uh, incidents. And also, um, I think um, if we can understand more about uh, w- what really caused you know, the failure, then we may uh, need to check whether that will uh, affect the other operations in other substations. Okay. Uh, also on the line with us now is Michael Tan. Um, he's a legislator for Northwest New Territories. Good morning, Mr. Tan. Good morning. Um, so the government has asked CLP to review its, uh, its its system. What do you think they should prioritize? Well, I made it very clear uh, the last few days. Uh, <clears throat> government needs to re-examine the newly imposed penalty scheme where they look at uh, uh, action being only taken by government if uh, the incident exceeded uh, 15 million minutes of downtime, meaning uh, power outage. Uh, Recent events that happened uh, twice in a row within a matter of a week 
it is not about the uh, <clears throat> first level uh, power uh, 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 voltage change. Uh, as you know, uh, the power came out of the main electricity plant. It went. It, it goes to several substations to get the voltage down. First, it uh, gets it uh, reduced to 400,000 volts, then 132,000, then to 11,000, and then it goes into tens of thousands of buildings, so-called substations, and it's further uh, reduced down to 220 volts into the household. All right? right. Uh, what happened the last two times is that they were not in the main level, what affects tens of thousands, but actually down there in the substations. So the number of minutes or hours affected is actually very small. Uh, now, that is something that government needs to examine regarding the penalty system, whether there should be something else that's imposed, not in terms of minutes, but the number of times. Because every building in Hong Kong has this substation uh, in the basement of the building, where you convert the incoming electricity down to 220 volts. Okay. And that requires periodical checking by CLP. I call up CLP and say, when was the last time you checked that particular building? Can you give me a record? I, I talked to them at 11 p.m. But this thing happened during the daytime. They don't seem to be able to give me an answer right away, or maybe they are unwilling to. So how diligently are they uh, uh, checking these facilities? Is it once every few years, or should it be more frequent? And the more important thing is, you know, just like the uh, MPR building, the uh, Israel Line and the Hong Kong uh, Station, Saga is that people just signed off without really doing thorough checking. So I asked them whether there was a checklist and do they have to check point by point? And were there any internal mechanism to cross-check? If so, they have to look at what caused this particular incident and then match that against the most recent checklist to see it was whether it was checked off. Right. All right? So, so, so I, I'm now down to the level where can they really control all these maintenance crew that's out there checking all these substations and all these buildings uh, on a uh, frequent basis? Right. So, Mr. Chen, I mean, you're calling on the government to review uh, the penalty system. Um, so, uh, so do you want them to uh, maybe look uh, at uh, indiv- uh, according to uh, individual incidents or, or should uh, the government's penalty system look at the overall annual incidents in terms of minutes instead of uh, a single incident? So far, we are dealing with it on a macro basis. They are only uh, looking at large-scale power outages that affect tens of thousands. Of course, that's important. That's always on front page. But if this thing goes unchecked, what would be the incentive for CLP to really check all these tens of thousands of substations diligently to make sure these things don't happen every now and then? The effect is small, okay? But you're talking about people tying up for an hour, two hour, uh, you know, in an elevator that cannot be uh, uh, kick-started until uh, people come. Usually it's about 45 minutes to maybe two hours, right? These are really nuisances. And right now it doesn't address this kind of outages. So should that be a, an, another uh, aspect of this, 
of course, in that, in that particular case, you can't really count the number of minutes uh, I think how many people. You just have to look at number of incidents. Right, but CLP did say that these two incidents are not actually related. Agree, agree, totally agree. Like I said, one is about a power voltage dip in a uh, substation that uh, uh, transformed 132,000 volts down to 11,000 volts. The other is in the household substation, which takes the incoming 11,000 volts and changes it to 220. Yeah, totally unrelated. Yes, yeah, so, so are you, are these you... two incidents point out that they don't amount to millions of minutes and would therefore never kickstart any kind of a penalty, uh, only sort of, you know, get yourself into the news. Maybe there's some reputational damage, but that's it. Hmm. And I want the power company to pay attention to the frequency of these minor nuisances as well, uh, particularly at the substation level in these tens of thousands of buildings. And so are you because hoping to see... few people that nobody really cares. That's what I worry about. Right. Are, are you saying that you, you're hoping to see heavier penalty as well? Well, I'm asking government to review whether there should be another aspect of penalty that is based on number of this kind of incidents of power outages incidents that happen, okay, on a, uh, uh, you know, per period basis. All right. All right. Um, right now they have something that, uh, that they look at the overall whole year, but that formula is pretty complicated and it doesn't really actually relate to the actual number of incidents affecting a uh, building's substation. Okay. Um, th uh, I understand that you have to uh, leave us in a minute. Uh, but but what I'm more concerned about is CLP needs to come clean and explain when was the last time they checked this particular building, how often they check each of these tens of thousands of buildings in Hong Kong. Okay, what is that protocol? All right, and then uh, how do they monitor those reports? Okay, how can they uh, be convinced that those people checking off the boxes are indeed doing it? That is something that is of utmost concern to me, more than penalty. So you've asked for um, uh, uh, some some data or some information about how yeah, often yeah, yeah. they check. I, are I, they? I, did I they promise you they're going to give it to you? Did they, did they say, with, I mean, they couldn't provide it the no, other day? No, they have to produce a report within, I think, two weeks or something to the government, all right? And I talked to government, and I said I'm expecting that in the report. I also relate my uh, desire to CLP. All right. Thank you, Mr. Chen. I understand that you have to leave us, but thank you for being with us this morning. Um, William Yu, do you agree that the, 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 there should be a different formula to uh, the penalty system for CLP based on not the duration of disruption, but the frequency of disruption? Mr. Yu? Um, actually, I, I think uh, what, what I tend to follow is uh, some uh, international practice. Uh, I mean, uh, to figure out the power outage, uh, how, how to uh, calculate, uh, you know, like the frequency based on the uh, uh, hours uh, of out, uh, power outage, and um, definitely uh, how you set the bar. I, I think uh, we can review, 
uh, how frequent um, um, I, I think because you you will see for each uh, individual blackout incidents um, we we could have different reasons and uh, also um, the the frequency of occurrence might vary from time to time. Maybe you are <laughs> not very lucky that happens uh, one week after another, or, or you can have uh, only uh, one in the year uh, beginning and uh, another one in year end, uh, although we don't expect that happen. But so I, I think uh, for uh, simplicity, for uh, to calculate, you know, all these uh, uh, blackout uh, period, um, we may follow, you know, the 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 uh, common uh, practice that is to calculate the total hours of outage. When you say common and, practice, common where you, you said earlier, international standard. Or can you specify what you mean by that? Well, definitely, we have. Uh, Definition. I mean, about the uh, power outage and their calculation. So, so um, uh, also about you know how to uh, uh, figure out the uh, what we call the quality of service. So, um, is how to you know calculate all these uh, uh, outage time and also you know. Um, the say, say for example, some technical terms like value of loss low, all these uh, 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 evaluation. So, um, if you look, if uh, I, I think what we need to do is uh, we need to look at the actual reasons, you know, uh, and do the analysis uh, for each individual case. Okay, so that is uh, how to trace the root cause. And how to prevent it from happening again in uh, other similar settings? That's why I agree. Right. Uh, yeah. And uh, Dr. Yu, I mean, earlier what uh, Mr. Tian was talking about is uh, that he uh, wants uh, some kind of change in the existing penalty systems to uh, help uh, prevent repeated outages. Um, What do you think of, uh, um, how do you think that we can do that? I mean, some places like uh, in Michigan, it's looking at uh, um, increasing penalties for repeated outages. Is that something we can look at as well? Um, Yep. Because what what I want to say is, um, you on the other way round is, you you might um, agree with uh, you know with the two uh, the power companies on the frequency of the uh, regular check and maintenance, um, and also you know how to because you know there are too many different types of. Uh, Failures and too many different types of calls. Uh, it could be uh, human related. It could be system related. So um, what I want to say is, uh, we might uh, set some requirements for the companies to do the regular maintenance. You know, um, that that is the way to move. Uh, you know, to improve the quality of service. So okay. yes, uh, actually what what they need to do to maintain the quality of service and figure out whether uh, the the root reason. So that's why I want to say um, 
that is another way to maintain the quality of service to okay. prevent further bail. Thank you. Uh, also on the line now is Lam Chun Singh, he's a trade unionist and a lawmaker. And uh, good morning, Mr. Lam. Yeah, good morning. I understand that you're very concerned with affairs at housing estates. What do you make of these power outages in Ching Yi? Yeah, um, um, of course. Um, um, maybe maybe the, the CLP need to investigate the cases to find out the reason because they also need to uh, submit their report to the government, the EMSD. But maybe the two incidents have no connection despite the similar timing. Um, I think it is about uh, undergr- underground cable joint yeah. fail to operate at, at the building and affect the building and affect the power supply. So I think the CLP should check uh, whether the uh, electrical devices involved in the cases have reached the end of their service life. And the CLP, such as large company, uh, should have a system to monitor uh, whether the electrical devices and other equipment have expired or reached their service life. If necessary, they should have a system to yeah. notify that some of the devices you need to replace. So, so I, I hope that they have a system to do that. They, they, they are doing all that, and the uh, report is expected <clears throat> to the government within weeks. Um, mm. But what uh, Michael Tian said earlier, that he would like to see an, another aspect in the penalty system um, on power companies based on not the duration of disruption, but the frequency of disruption. Do you think that's a good idea? Um, yeah, because um, I, I think the frequency is also another the problem because uh, because now according to the uh, electricity uh, regulation <coughs> the the owner of the uh, electrical uh, installation should have their installation inspect test if you fail to comply the requirement and led to a fire or power outage uh, you may be prosecuted the lower voltage electrical installation should be inspect and test and certify at least once for every five years. If a building or premises with a higher voltage, the higher voltage uh, fixed uh, electrical installation and um, should be inspect at least once every year. That's the law. That's the uh, electricity uh, regulation. But the uh, electricity supplier are exempt. So this means uh, there's no need for the CLP to follow the uh, legislation and follow the electricity regulation. So uh, it, it's only when there's an incident, uh, maybe uh, very frequent, there are so many incidents that uh, the CLP needs to submit a report to the government. So otherwise, the government uh, will not monitor the CLP, in fact. And, and and also will not require them to do some inspection uh, because th- there's agreement between the government and CLP and the government believe the CLP is professional. But if there's so many incidents like in Cheng Yi and, 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 and very frequent and whether the CLP need to do regular inspection and, and submit report to the government regularly, for example, every year that... 
uh, maybe the government need to think about that and can strengthen the supervision uh, against the CLP. So, uh, William Yu, uh, what kind of further transparency would you like to see, as, as Mr. Lam suggested, in the maintenance um, scheme of CLP, of its power system? I, I, I think, um, yeah, as I said, um, I've especially need to work with the related government department, uh, like EMSD, uh, uh, Electrical and Mechanical uh, Service Department, uh, to to set up, you know, uh, a stringent, maybe a stringent uh, uh, en energy uh, reliability check on a, a more regular, uh, uh, regular basis. And also, uh, one, one, one of the concerns is, um, um, you know, whether they, they have a, a special um, monitoring on the lifespan of all these uh, paths or uh, um, you know the the equipment uh, uh, lifespan um, that they can um, make an estimation because um, I think um, we have uh, we draw from other industry experience um, maybe to certain uh, reaching certain year of service uh, some uh, parts need to be replaced and some uh, system need to be upgraded. So I, I think uh, that kind of a regular check and uh, that should be carried out and maybe on a, on a very uh, tightened basis, you know, to do so. I, I think that's uh, very important. Okay, um, you know, CLP and Hong Kong Electric are both under schemes of control agreements with the uh, government, and um, the CLP one is going to expire. It's a bit premature yet, but. It's going to expire in 2033, another nine years. What would you like to see in the changes of the scheme of control? Mr. Yu? Uh, oh, okay. Um, I, I think um, first we, we uh, keep talking about uh, more uh, choice for the consumers. Uh, whether uh, I, I think uh, we have seen, you know, market reform, market liberalization uh, in other countries and cities. So um, whether we can have uh, new uh, suppliers, uh, mainly on the power generation, uh, that is uh, very important. And whether we can, should uh, further open the market. You know, after all this year, we have only two uh, power companies. Although Hong Kong market is very small, we can not have too many suppliers, and that results in a kind of competition. Uh, they compete on price and drawing on the international experience. Uh, finally, the quality of service will drop because they uh, have a cutthroat kind of price competition. Then finally, they will try to reduce their cost in uh, maintenance that leads to a very poor reliability issue in power supply. So, uh, but definitely it's healthy to have uh, uh, another suppliers to join the game. I, I think uh, we have, we keep talking about this uh, for many years, but uh, finally we still have only two. And, um, but we, when emitting the new uh, power generator or uh, distributors, I think uh, we we need to make sure they can meet 
the quality requirement. You know, uh, again, we don't want to have a poor uh, surface performer that uh, cause a frequent bad job, a frequent bad power outage in our city. Okay, we'll continue that discussion after the news, but let's have a look at the weather right now. It's mainly fine, dry during the day. The maximum temperature will be around 24 degrees, moderate northeasterly wind, fresh offshore later. The outlook is for good weather in the morning and dry during the day in the next couple of days. There'll be sunny intervals over the weekend. Currently, the outside temperature is 19 degrees Celsius and the relative humidity is 66%. And here's Todd Harding with the news. The head of Hong Kong's newest university says self-financing higher education institutions are still striving to win public recognition here. St. Francis University, previously Caritas Institute of Higher Education, was given permission to take on the new status yesterday. A group of lawmakers says the financial secretary should target the wealthy in next month's budget, with higher taxes on flats worth more than $10 million and luxuries such as cars and yachts. The G19 group also urged Paul Chan to avoid putting up charges that affect the underprivileged. And the UN has described new data showing that last year was the hottest ever registered as a preview of a catastrophic future. A report by EU climate monitors says average global temperatures far exceeded the previous records set in 2016. I'll have more news at 10 o'clock. The Lands Department has extended the Squatter Occupants Voluntary Registration Scheme to December 31st, 2024. You may register if you've lived since May 10th, 2018 or earlier in a non-domestic squatter structure that has been licensed or registered in the 1982 survey. After registration, you can apply for compensation or rehousing if the squatter structure is affected by the government's development clearance. For details, call 2231-3392. Cannabis is a dangerous drug. From February 1st, 2023, cannabidiol or CBD is also a dangerous drug under the law. It is illegal to possess or trade CBD products in Hong Kong without permission. Also, don't bring any CBD products into Hong Kong from abroad. Trafficking or sales of CBD products will be subject to a maximum fine of $5 million and life imprisonment. Visit the Narcotics Division's webpage on CBD for details. CBD, not for me. Let's stand firm. Knock drugs out. Welcome back to Backchat. And uh, we're talking about the recent power outages at Ching Yi. So uh, CLP uh, met with the government on Monday and the government has asked CLP um, to produce a report on the two re- recent incidents in, in Ching Yi. One happened on Sunday and the other one within a week before that. And still with us now is Lam Chun Sing. Um, he's a trade union and a lawmaker. Mr. Lam, you know, this, so this happened in Chengyi. Can you tell us a little bit of the impact on the housing estate in general? We understand, of course, that people were trapped in the lifts. Um, what other disruption were there? Right. I think uh, Lam Chun Sing... Mr. Lam, are you still there? I think Lam Chun Singh has already uh, left the discussion, but I, I, we are now joined uh, on the line by uh, Leung Chi Lap. Uh, he's a former chairman of the Hong Kong Institute of Engineers and, is, uh, and their electrical division. Good morning, Mr. Leung. 
Yeah, good morning. Thanks for joining us on the program. Now, uh, um, in the first half of the program, we uh, mainly discussed, uh, um, may, uh, we, we wanted, uh, many, many of our guests uh, wanted to know the uh, cause of the uh, actual outage. But of course, uh, we're still waiting for a report from CLP Power. But uh, there have been some uh, experts and engineer has uh, said it may be uh, related to aging cables or uh, maybe rodents uh, that, that were at the substation. Um, what's your assessment? Uh, the, the, the two cases, actually one involves uh, the transmission system and the other involves the distribution system. Uh, maybe let, let, let me explain what, what, what is meant by transmission system and distribution system first. The transmission system refers to a system that uh, transmits electricity from the power generation center uh, to the load center. And the distribution system actually distributes the the uh, electricity from the load center to individual customers' building. So, so they, they are two, two different systems. Uh, as, as you mentioned, the uh, CLP is still carrying out the investigation, but, but based on current information uh, that they and EMSD issue, uh, apparently uh, the first incident was caused by a fault occur uh, at the uh, termination of the of the uh, cable to the switch gear, and uh, the the uh, the second one caused by by a fault in the uh, uh, cable joint uh, uh, of a cable that uh, entering into into the the customer's building. So so uh, that involved uh, two different systems, and and there may be. Uh, uh, different causes of the of the uh, of, of this of uh, of uh, of uh, failure uh, may be caused by external factors uh, or by uh, by uh, internal factors. External factors in, include the the uh, the damaging caused by by men or animals or ingress of water or other other issue. Uh, internal factor may may be due to the the manufacturing defects, or or insulation workmanship, or or other 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 possible possible causes. Uh, so so the 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 causes still still need uh, to wait for the for the detailed investigation report. Um. So um, we had uh, Michael Chan, who is a lawmaker um, earlier, and he's saying that. Well, he asked CLP to produce to, to explain what happened, and they were unable to. And obviously, CLP is expected to produce a report within within a few weeks. Uh, from what you're saying, do you feel that the uh, maintenance of these power supply system is just not good enough? Uh, it's difficult to say that because there are there are so uh, there were so many possible causes that may cause this sort of incident, and. Uh, and uh, I understand that there were no maintenance carried out uh, during during that light. So, so uh, probably it's not uh, due to the, the the maintenance at that time. Uh, but uh, is there any other other possible uh, issue like like defects or or uh, of the products or uh, workmanship, uh, the installation or um, or any maintenance issue uh, uh, during the, the operation stage, then 
then we need uh, to wait for the detailed investigation. Right. Apart from defects, so what about the aging cables? Do you think that's a factor? Uh, that, that cable, <coughs> I don't know the the the, um, the history of, of that cable, uh, uh, but I, I understand that uh, it was uh, um, uh, that happened uh, at the joint of the cable, and the joint of a, a cable is usually the uh, one of the one of the area that uh, that easy easier to fail. So so uh, that that may. Uh, uh, that may may be caused by 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 many uh, man, uh, man possible uh, uh, causes uh, as well. Uh, the ingress of water, the workmanship of the joints, or or uh, or the the aging of joint is there. There are there are many many uh, possible causes. How, so, how how frequent do you think these joints should be inspected? Uh, these joints are, are underground, so. So usually they will not be inspected unless uh, there, there is a, a, a problem. And that's a problem, isn't it? <laughs> They're not inspected until there's a problem. Uh, it's, uh, it, it, it actually is it's difficult because uh, because uh, the cables are underground, so they bury uh, underneath the road. So if <laughs> it will be very annoying to dig up all the road to inspect sure. all the joints. It, 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 yeah. In fact, in particular, the the distribution system that uh, involves a lot of cable to every every individual building. So, and and each and each cable have a lot of joints. So, so um, it will not be practical to to take up the cable and inspect the oh, joint. Oh yes, regularly. of course, I understand that. But is there any way? Of, are these are the functions of these cables monitored in any way other than digging up the ground? Uh, they, they are. In, in latest uh, technology, there are there are uh, certain ways to to do um, some sort of uh, uh, condition monitoring, uh, like the, to monitor whether there is any spark, monitor the temperature, or monitor the, where is uh, there is any leakage, hearing or sound. Uh, but usually, uh, those are in more, uh, are, um, are in the transmission system rather than distribution system. The distribution system, the condition, the amount of condition monitoring may be may be less than that in the uh, transmission system. And uh, I think this is one of the area that uh, that uh, CLP and EMSD have to look at to see uh, what uh, what sort of condition monitoring can be uh, included uh, in order to improve the the reliability of uh, of the system further. Okay. Um, you know, some of our guests earlier suggested that the penalty scheme that CLP is under should be reviewed and to include other aspects of, of problems and that it should be based on the frequency of disruption rather than how long they last. Do you think that's a good idea? Uh. Is that fair? I mean, you, you know, you explain, you explain, you know, that the, the, the joints, looking at them involves digging up the ground. It's it's very troublesome. You know, these yes. are just objects and just just systems. Do you think it's fair that 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 they should be penalised um, on the frequency of disruption? Uh, CLP. You can. Uh, I think sensibly. Um, 
uh, they can look at the um, the, the use of uh, modern um, condition monitoring technology to see whether whether uh, they can uh, improve the probability of uh, of early detection of uh, of this sort of failure. But uh, you you understand that uh, uh, the uh, all of these systems actually can uh, imp- uh, can increase the probability of detection, but not guarantee that hundred uh, percent of the of the issue can be can be detected before it occurs. Yeah. So, yeah. As far as you know, what are some of the technology for maintenance uh, that CLP might not be using it, and and they they can use? To, I, I to... understand that they 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 are they are looking at the various uh, sort of technology already, and uh, like not what I I mentioned before, uh, the use of uh, uh, monitoring the where there is any spark, any 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 sound or any leakage current or or heat generated. And that can and, be done without digging it all up? Uh, unfortunately, uh, if you want to monitor that sort of cable joint, you have to dig up the, the road. Uh, so so uh, the modern equipment, uh, uh, the modern transmission equipment, usually they come with, uh, with some sort of uh, condition monitoring. But uh, may not be that common in the distribution network. And uh, because uh, because uh, there is a a a um, a, um, a risk issue, uh, uh, whether whether is uh, is uh, worth uh, doing all the, the digging uh, to to install the, the monitoring device uh, over there. So so it's a balance uh, between between uh, between um, um, the. Uh, uh, the installation of uh, more modern device and uh, and 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 not to not to uh, disturb the, the public so much. Are, are there many places already using this uh, conditioning monitoring technology? Uh, sorry. Are, are there many places already using this kind of uh, conditioning monitoring technology that you're uh, talking I, about? Yes, I, I think I think they, they usually. Uh, Use in the transition system, but uh, the use in the distribution system may be may not be that that extent. So, so I think that is one of the area that uh, that uh, CLP and EMS have to look at uh, uh, during the investigation uh, on uh, what sort of condition monitoring can can be can be uh, can be provided uh, in order to improve uh, the the reliability of the network further. Right. One of our listeners, Mike, has written in, and he's questioning whether the increase of electric vehicle charging stations put on the system um, is is uh, a contribution to the problem. Is the increase in demand for power uh, generally a, a, f- a factor? Do you believe in these more frequent disruptions? Uh, if it's a well-painted system that uh, can cater for load, then then I don't think that that will. That will cause um, cause uh, the the system failure. Uh, of course, if if the load is uh, is increased to a level that uh, the system can barely cater, then that may that may increase the chance of uh, having having problem. But uh, I I don't think uh, the Hong Kong level is uh, to that uh, to that stage uh, yet. 
Right. I just want to go back to the point where you're talking about the conditioning monitoring technology that uh, some places are using to uh, to help detect uh, problems with the cables. Um, do you have any idea um, if that has a sort of a help reduce the, the frequency of outages in, in those places that are already using this kind of technology? You mean uh, the power company in Hong Kong? Oh, no, no, no. In other places. You said uh, some places are, yeah. they, they, they already started using conditioning monitoring technologies for um, checking uh, their cables, yeah. their power cables. I, I think the usual practice is to, to use them to more extensively in the transmission network rather than in the distribution network. And, uh, but of, of course, um, we, we can, or, or Hong Kong can consider to whether, where somebody's, uh, can, can be further, further, um, uh, 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 increase uh, uh, the usage in the distribution network as well, and uh, and uh, I I think uh, that needs to be carefully studied. Right. And earlier I did ask you uh, whether aging cables uh, was a factor in, in these incidents. And of course, uh, we were not really sure at the moment. But uh, in, in general, um, are there many old cables in Hong Kong, old power cables? I mean, how, how old are they? I think the, the, the power company have a, have a, a plan to, to replace uh, the, the cable according to the age, the condition. And uh, uh, understand that uh, they, they have a five-year development plan uh, that uh, is shared with uh, EMSD on, on this sort of asset replacement. I, I think they are replaced uh, regularly. Uh, I, I don't know the exact uh, um, time of installation of, 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 of that, that cable, but uh, but uh, they, they do have a plan for for a regular uh, asset replacement. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Mr. Long, for joining us this morning. So that was Long Chi Lap, who was the chairman of HKIE Electrical Division. Operation Santa Claus 2023 is on. The annual charity fundraising drive jointly organized by Radio Television Hong Kong and the South China Morning Post is, for the 36th time, helping those in Hong Kong who need it the most. Operation Santa Claus has raised more than 369 million Hong Kong dollars for over 338 wonderful charity projects over the years. If you would like to help by donating any amount at all or by arranging your own fundraising event, just go to our website for all the details. OSCHK.org. You're listening to Backchat. Call us on 233-88-266 and have your say. We'll now be talking about the new round of 100 Hong Kong dollars dining vouchers. And joining us on the line is Maurice Kong. He's a chairman of the Institute of Dining Professionals. Good morning, Mr. Kong. Good morning. morning. So tell us about this new dining vouchers. How can we benefit? Um, I, I would say there's a good approach to draw the attention uh, from the public. And also, it's good for food and beverage sector as well. Yeah, at least, okay, uh, a chance for uh, Hong Kong citizens to visit those restaurants in the nighttime. 
Right. And, and Mr. Kwong, I know the, the tourism board will basically, in a, in a few minutes' time, give away these uh, 100,000 uh, 100, uh, dining vouchers under its uh, Hong Kong Night Treats for Locals campaign. And uh, this yeah. is the second batch of dining vouchers that uh, will be given away. And uh, the first batch was distributed last month. Um, what sort of impact did it have in the, when, when it was given out the first time? Yeah. Um, of course, we expect more um, because um, the number of restaurants uh, it seems that not um, not many restaurants. Okay, uh, people can can go there. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, it's around six hundred. Yeah, so um, if possible, we expect a more restaurants. Okay, can benefit for for that scheme. Right. Did, did you did you hear from uh, uh, restaurants uh, um, how how it sort of benefits them and benefited them in, in the first round in the fir- when the first batch of uh, vouchers were given out? Did they uh, see any increase in business or did many people use these vouchers? Um, uh, we saw. Uh, I would say what's possibly what uh, we heard uh, from those restaurants. Yeah, and and because uh, one hundred uh, for them, it, it, it's easy for them to spend in those restaurants. Okay, with family or friends or, or even any occasion. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the uh, tourism board um, website, and it says if you have a bunch of friends, customers who, uh, who so if four of us each have a hundred dollar voucher, uh, we can all we can all use the uh, use that on the same bill. Um, how how does how does uh, how far can we go? So, so, so if uh, a ten of us, we it's a free meal if, for a one thousand dollar bill. Uh, yes. Uh, however, uh, we depends. Okay, uh, and we need to to go to the online, uh, you know, to get the voucher. Yeah, uh, I'm not quite sure and easy to to have a whole friend get the chance to have those vouchers. We depends. Of course, restaurant size they they are uh, willing to accept uh, the voucher more than one. Yeah. For the whole bill, I, I think it's all positive. Okay, we we have a listener, Ilna, who wrote in, and uh, he said that he spent two hours queuing on the Discover Hong Kong website to try to get one of these vouchers, and he managed to uh, get one, but um, have not been able to use it so far. Uh, two hours—that's a long time to, to to stay online to get a voucher. Is are there any other ways? Um. We, we, we depends, okay. Uh, uh, it seems that it's so, this, this is a, a good, uh, um, program to draw the Hong Kong resident to, yeah, uh, to wait for that, uh, uh, voucher. Uh, as I mentioned, okay, uh, we expect to have more. Yeah. It seems that that number of voucher, um, maybe not, not enough, uh, for, for the demand, I would say. Um, of course, this is all part of the government's effort to revive Hong Kong's nighttime economy. How effective has that been? Yeah, um, the, the previous one, uh, uh, I would say, when we can see the figure, um, it, it, it's good. But the latest one, about the Temple Street one, uh, it seems that it's a big impact, okay, to draw the people to go to that area. Yeah, I would say uh, that voucher. It may help um, for the Hong Kong resident to go to a restaurant uh, um, and in the night time. Because as we all know, night time, we, we do suffer um, on the business. Not many people, yeah, they're willing to go out after 9 p.m. Right, and then apart from these uh, dining vouchers, uh, what else uh, do you think uh, can be done to help uh, the, the catering sector, for example? Um, the, Hong, the Hong Kong government should create, uh, I would say, more programs 
and also to understand what tourists want. Yeah, uh, Hong Kong, I would say, is still a destination for a lot of tourists. But but how to draw the attention? How to attract more people to come Hong Kong again, or or or, or how to ask them to stay in Hong Kong to stay in the hotel? Yeah, so um, um, they they should prepare more attractive program, okay, and or to invite more people uh, to have a uh, bring some session. I would say. Um, but the, you know the, the government data does suggest that more people have been leaving Hong Kong over the Christmas holidays rather than uh, coming in. Um, you know, after several years of, of lockdown over the pandemic, obviously people kind of want to travel a little bit. Uh, what what can you do to get people to spend locally instead? Uh, of course, now as we all know, the living standard. It take it higher, and if possible, um, the Hong Kong government should consider the consumer uh, consumption voucher, yeah, for the Hong Kong resident again, and 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 to ask uh, the Hong Kong resident to stay in Hong Kong to spend only for food and beverage, but also for others for retail for 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 all sessions. Yeah. But the government's already in a deficit. Can they really afford to hand out more consumption vouchers? And that that's one to be confirmed, right? <laughs> we we do have different cars upon the wheel, yeah. Uh, yeah. So so as far as you're concerned, so you're saying the government should have programs attracting more tourists, etc. What is the dining industry? What is the catering industry itself doing? Are you are you are you offering discounts? Well, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, quite a number of uh, restaurant owner. Uh, they, they keep on offering discount and also they keep on creating new menus yeah uh, and also even a new product as we all know when we see uh, the other uh, city yeah like bangkok or so uh, they keep on promoting different kind of products so and um, quite a lot of uh, restaurant uh, owner they start to do that yeah not only to offer discount but also a new product to draw attention for the public Right. You just mentioned uh, how many restaurants are coming up with new menus. Um, when restaurants come up with these new menus, are, are they um, considering different factors these days? I mean, many, many visitors, they are looking for more Instagrammable kind of food. Can you tell me a bit about that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say that had to be. Now today, when, when we create a menu, okay, we have to create uh, at the end for them to take a photos or even to take a video, not only photo as well. Can you so give some examples? Are there any examples? Um, the, 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 um, the more uh, um, engagement with the customer uh, and also those uh, uh, freshly made that kind of things and, and uh, presentable, of course, have to be. Have to be. And also uh, to understand what our customer needs. For example, um, um, they prefer to have uh, the price more reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, how, how would you describe the recovery of the catering industry um, overall now that Hong Kong has fully opened up? Um, for, for example, the, the, the past Christmas, yeah. Um, actually, some area, for example, Jim Sanctuary or Costa Bay, the, the business was, was good. And, and some, some of our operators, uh, even the performance was better than before. Yeah. And however, uh, overall, uh, we yeah we 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 should we should have more yeah. Right. Uh, what are your expectations for Chinese New Year's? Are the restaurants seeing the bookings yet? 
Well, that's another challenging festive season, yeah. And not all Hong Kong residents may go abroad, yeah, not only to, to, to China, but also to other cities, yeah. And and I, I do believe uh, a lot of uh, um, uh, local uh, restaurant owners, they start to promote for Chinese New Year, uh, from the Chinese New Year puddings, um, the family gathering, everything, yeah, uh, buffet, Everything they start to promote in order to to keep those customers stay in Hong Kong. Yeah, but are they seeing the bookings yet? Um, actually, um, for 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 some uh, for family gathering, normally uh, the booking is good. Yeah, and we need to work uh, more aggressive uh, on different segments. Right. Uh, the the big competitor is obviously Shenzhen, and the and the you know the the immigration statistics show that many Hong Kong people have uh, are traveling to Shenzhen. They they're spending there simply because it's less expensive. How can the catering industry compete? Well, uh, it 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 is it is a fact actually. Yeah. However, as I mentioned, uh, we should we should uh, do more. Okay. To to draw attention for overseas tourists, yeah. Uh, if more to, uh, overseas tourists come to Hong Kong, yeah, we can make a balance, yeah. Of, of course, people uh, love to go to Shenzhen to spend. At the same time, if more tourists come to Hong Kong, yeah, they are going to spend in Hong Kong as well to make a balance for, for the whole thing. Yeah, so so the government, you know, has been encouraging more tourism from th- Southeast Asia, for example, and also uh, from from the Indian uh, subcontinent. What is the catering industry doing to to uh, accommodate for this new type of travelers? Thanks, thank you indeed. Uh, in fact, um, the catering industry is doing a lot of things. Yeah, for example. Um, uh, some of them they even start to learn what is kosher food, yeah, and uh, and and more cuisine in order to to uh, fulfill different market segment, yeah. Because some uh, South Asia people, okay, they they they, come, they prefer to have the Hana food, yeah. And before that's not a, a hot item, but uh, I was told a lot of uh, restaurant owners they start to uh, focus on this area now. And also, uh, what, what other? I mean, what about manpower issue? I mean, is that still a problem, or how how big of a how serious is this problem? Has it improved? <laughs> um, it, it, it is a challenge one, yeah. However, uh, most of our operator they start to apply those uh, overseas um, uh, manpower, okay, uh, uh, from China, and and small of them they got the uh, application already and waiting for uh, waiting for for them to come to Hong Kong. Yeah, I would say in the coming month. Um, uh, we can see the improvement. Improvement. Are you, uh, so, so uh, much of that manpower coming in from the mainland, hopefully? Uh, yeah, will be, will be, because I was told lots uh, uh, of uh, large scale of restaurant uh, owner, they have already uh, recruited some from mainland China, just waiting for them to come to Hong Kong. Yeah. Thank you very much, Maurice Kong, yeah. from the Institute of Dining Professionals. And uh, that's all for us from Backtrack this morning. Thank you very much, Janice, uh, for, for helping me out this morning, and also uh, Raphael Blatt, who's our producer. We're coming up to nearly 10 o'clock.